Ball Brothers right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you so much for joining with us here on this Monday morning. Glad to be back in the studio with you as you're listening on the other side of the speaker. Here's the Irwins chasing after you. And uh, we're excited about what God is doing in our lives today. Text us this morning. Let us know you're joining in the number 870-205-0600. Every morning To a morning you have made Every breath I dare to breathe Is a breath you've given me Every breath you've given me Let this heart beat in my chest With your love and righteousness Let each path I travel on Draw me closer to the throne, Lord, draw me closer to the throne. Oh, my God. 
every treasure that I can. I'll bring glory to your name. I'll bring glory to That's the Irwins right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you for joining with us here on this Monday morning. It is so glad to be back with you at 7.02 Central Standard Time here at the Community Prayer Time Network. Up next, Mitchell John, as we follow the theme for today, I'm redeemed. Aren't you glad today that we can be redeemed by the blood of Jesus? Our good news, Colossians 1, verse number 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Texas this morning, 870 Our prayer time coming up in about 13 minutes.
send the Holy Spirit to comfort you and guide you through your life's journey home. I know right now that heaven is preparing to fulfill God's mighty master plan. And when that trumpet sounds, we'll hear the angels sing. Here comes that precious blood That's Mitchell John right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. I'm redeemed, and we're so thankful today that we can be redeemed. Here's the Gaither Vocal Band, a hymn of the faith, Redeemed. His love is the theme of my song. His love is the theme of my song. 
His child and forever I am His child and forever I am His child and forever I am And it's 7.09 right here at the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the programming this morning here in about uh, five or six minutes we're gonna have our prayer time and we're looking forward to spending our prayer time together it's been about a week or so since we've been able to do that and uh, we were on vacation last week but we are so glad to be back in the studio with you on the other side of the speaker thank you for tuning in make sure you share this facebook post if you've got a facebook account or social media let others know maybe you can take the link there out of the live 365 app or if you're tuning in on the website, fbclambrook.com, using the live streaming feature tab, make sure that you send a text to your friends and let them know that we have the prayer time going this morning, the programming of the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's Ken Davis. Welcome to Lighten Up with Ken Davis, brought to you by Compassion International. Lighten Up is a moment to brighten your day and encourage your faith in Jesus. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford inviting you to listen with care as author, speaker, and comedian Ken Davis shares perspective for the men in our audience. Uh, my question today is for the man of the house. We're not always wired for sensitivity, yet God clearly asks us to consider others before ourselves. I think this story illustrates uh, we still have some work to do. The room was full of pregnant women and their husbands. The class instructor said, Ladies, remember that exercise is good for you. Walking is especially beneficial. It strengthens your muscles and will make delivery that much easier. Just pace yourself. Uh, make plenty of stops and try to stay on a soft surface like grass or a path. Then the instructor spoke to the men. He said, Gentlemen, remember you are in this together. It wouldn't hurt you to go walking with her. In fact, that shared experience would be good for both of you. The room was quiet, and the men thought about it. After a moment, a man in the back of the room raised his hand. When the instructor called on him, the man spoke in slow, measured tones. I was just wondering um, if it would be all right um, if she carries a golf bag while we walk. <laughs> Brings a tear to your eye, doesn't it? This kind of sensitivity just can't be taught, or can it? Philippians 2, 4 suggests we not look after only our own interests, but the interests of others. I hope this man survived to learn that lesson. Lighten up and live. You've been listening to Lighten Up with Ken Davis. For more information, you can visit us on the web at Compassion.com. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford on behalf of Compassion International, encouraging you to lighten up. A special thanks to our friends at Nature Coast Media for their partnership in providing our website to be able to get this content and this program and others into your hands on a daily basis. If you need website design, search engine optimization, email marketing, or other kinds of content creation, I want to encourage you to visit their website, naturecoastmedia.com. Again, that's naturecoastmedia.com, and you'll be able to chat with Aaron and his team when you visit their website. Thank you again for your faithful partnership with the Community Prayer Time Network. 
And it's 7.13 Central Standard Time here at the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you for joining in on this Monday morning. And it's going to be clear and mild this morning. Temperatures in the low to mid-70s through the morning hours and highs today in the 92s. Uh, 92 degrees in the low 90s as a high heat index close to 100 degrees. This afternoon going to be cloudy. Possible pop-up showers throughout the afternoon. This evening it's going to be dry and lows in the mid-70s. Our good news for today comes from God's Word, Colossians 1, verse 14, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Uh, you're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network, and it's time now for our daily devotional. Our daily devotional is coming from a series of devotionals from Open Windows, a publication of Lifeway Ministries. And today's devotional is titled, You Don't Live There Anymore. Luke chapter 9, verse number 62 says, And Jesus said unto them, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Plowing in biblical times was usually done with a yoke of oxen. There was no time to waste when plowing. It had to be done efficiently and well. One's livelihood depended on it. It required concentration and self-discipline to accomplish the work. It also required looking forward rather than looking back. Without that concentration, the rows wouldn't be straight and the clods of dirt might be unbroken and unfit for sowing the seed. It's also important for us as Christians to keep looking forward rather than looking backward. But why does that happen? Sometimes looking back comes from one of two reasons. The first is when troubles come and we long for what we used to be for happier times. In doing that, we forget trusting Christ doesn't make us immune from heartbreak. Sometimes Christians look back even with shame about their past. It's easy to be defeated by things we've done and for which we can't forgive ourselves, isn't it? However, when Christ calls us, His intent is for us to leave the past in the past and go forward with His plan for our lives. Today, I want to encourage you, forget the past. Don't live there anymore. Father, we pray today that You'd help us to rely on the finished work of Christ at the cross. Lord, what He nailed to the cross, what He has covered and placed in our place, His own righteousness. May we cling to that hope. Help us not to listen to the ghost of our past any longer. Help us not to listen to the shame and the frustration, the embarrassment. Help us not to listen to the old accuser. Help us to listen to Jesus. Here's Big Daddy Weave after this, our prayer time. Seems like all I could see was the struggle.
our prayer time starting now here on the community prayer time network thank you for joining with us as we have our community prayer time every weekday morning at 7 a.m 7 15 we start our morning programming a little bit before seven o'clock central standard time and every weekday morning at 7 15 we try to have our prayer time oh didn't you enjoy that song this morning i'm redeemed Thankful today that we can be redeemed by God's amazing grace. That we can have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Oh, let's just thank Him this morning. Lord Jesus, as we begin our prayer time on this Monday morning, Lord, we want to thank You for getting us through another weekend. Thank You for the amazing grace that gives us redemption, offers us redemption and the forgiveness of of sins Lord we pray today that you'd help us go before us prepare our path as the devotional tells us this morning let us not look back help us not to look back help us to look forward pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus Lord sometimes Maybe even today, maybe even right now, someone's listening, discouraged, maybe frustrated, maybe ready to give in, throw in the towel. Maybe even when it comes to their walk in the Christian faith, they feel unproductive. Lord, today I pray they would press in and rely on Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you text us this morning, the number 870-205-0600. We've already gotten an update on 
couple different prayer requests. If you've got an update on one that we've been praying for, you text us again, 870-205-0600. While we were on vacation, we were receiving several, several prayer requests. And of course, we didn't have signal. We were at the campground there in Madison, Florida. And there's no signal out there, not much of a signal anyway. But we were able to at least receive the prayer requests as they came in. The signal was a little spotty, so we'd try to get it. Texts would come in, emails would come in. We'd stop and pray. You text us 870-205-0600. One of those prayer requests comes in asking us to pray for a 2-year-old and a 5-year-old. These children were taken by DHS, and they're asking for prayer that the judge would rule in the children's best favor. Lord, we pray right now for this domestic situation. We pray for this family. Lord, we pray for favor with God and favor with man, with the judge. Lord, I pray that you would prepare hearts. Lord, I pray that, Lord, this was a situation that obviously the officials felt like it was a big enough of a need for these families be intervened in and Lord for these children to be taken into custody maybe rescuing them from danger Lord I don't know what the situation is but I pray right now that your grace would be made known and Father that you'd prepare the hearts of these little children I pray what I think it was Luke Lord I pray right now what was recorded in the gospels just like Jesus, they would grow in stature. Lord, that they would receive the food and the nourishment and all that they need. They'd grow in stature. They'd grow healthy. They'd grow in wisdom and in knowledge. That they would grow in favor with God and favor with man. That's our prayer for this two-year-old and five-year-old. In Jesus' name we pray. Continue to pray for Mr. Jackie. We got in Friday evening. I was able to go by and visit with him, say, hey, you continue to pray for Mr. Jackie, pray for his health. Pray God to continue to work in his life and strengthen him, help him, and encourage him. It's a difficult part of the journey. Continue to pray for Miss Diane and the rest of the family. Continue to pray that God's hand would be on them. Lord, we pray right now for Mr. Jackie, and we know others that are facing situations with cancer. Lord, I pray for another listener right now that comes to my mind that her daughter battling breast cancer. It's now spread throughout her body, and Lord, it's a devastating situation. Lord, we've got other needs. I pray for Justin today that's dealing with brain complications, blood vessels, and things developing where they shouldn't. Lord, I pray right now for that young man. I pray for his family. Help them today. Help the doctors and those that are tending to his care. In Jesus' name. Continue to pray for Landon. Young man. Oh God, we pray right now. 
Help him today. Help his family. Continue to pray for Chad as he deals with cancer. I mean, we just, I'm not even looking at a list this morning. I'm just thinking of all those people that we've been praying for here on the Community Prayer Time Network that just come to my mind that we have been lifting them up, dealing with cancer and dealing with major complications of their health. Lord, make yourself known to them. Reveal yourself through your Holy Spirit. May the Word of God penetrate their hearts in this time of need. Help them today, we pray in Jesus' name. Got an update from Brian just a few few moments ago. Continue to pray for his mom. She's in rehab and she's doing well. Of course, it's wearing her out, he says. Continue to pray God to strengthen and encourage her, bring healing to her body. And uh, Lord, we pray right now. Help her today in Jesus' name. Well, we've been praying for a prayed for a couple of months now for a brother. And uh, this brother's dealing with addiction. Oh, you pray for him. Pray God to help him today in Jesus' name. I pray you deliver him from evil and the evil one. Got a text just came in. Let me give you the number again. 870-205-0600. And someone says, I need prayer for an unspoken request. Lord, you know this need. And right now I'm asking you that you'd minister to this individual. Lord, whether it be financial or health or spiritual, emotional, mental. Lord, I I don't know what it may be. Physical. Lord, minister to this one who's asking for an unspoken prayer request. Thank you, Lord, that you know every need. Thank you that you are the omniscient God who knows all things. We have a high priest that is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Help this one today, we pray in Jesus' name. Well, let me ask you to continue to pray for one of our listening friends. Miss Shirley, and she's moved to Texas now. I'm going to be checking on her sometime this afternoon, probably, following up with her, see how she's doing, see if she's gotten settled in, and uh, you continue to pray for her. We're certainly going to miss her. Lord, we want to pray right now that you touch her, strengthen her, help her in Jesus' name. Got a prayer request just came in asking us to pray for Junior's arms. He's headed to the doctor right now. They're going to try a new therapy. You pray for Junior. Pray God to continue to bring healing. Thank you for continuing to pray for Junior. And uh, Lord, we pray right now. Lord, that you give them safety as they travel. Help them as they go to the doctor this morning. And Lord, I pray that this procedure would be the last procedure that they have to do. Lord, they wouldn't have to do anything else. This this process, this, this new method. Lord, that this would bring healing. Lord, you know the different ways that this has hindered him from being able to do what he wants to do and what he needs to do. I pray for emotional strength today. Help him in Jesus' name. The number again, 870-205-0600. 
Continue to pray for Clay. I got a text from him the other day while we were on vacation, and he said, pray for my ankle. And I was talking to Junior just over the weekend, and uh, Junior was telling me that Clay was having to use crutches to get around. So, Lord, we pray for him. Pray for Miss Nadine today. Pray God to continue to work in her life, strengthen her, encourage her, and Mr. R.D., God to help them today. Continue to pray for Brother Bill Jenkins as he continues to recover from his open-heart surgery. Continue to pray for His Grace Ministry heard every day right here at noontime on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you, Brother Bill and Miss Linda, for all that you do. Thank you for your ministry. We're praying God will open up doors as you preach revival meetings and evangelistic meetings that God would stir in our local churches, that God would use you in your unique ministry. Thank you, Lord. Protect this family. Strengthen them, we pray in Jesus' Continue to pray for Brother Melvin George. He's going to be going to the doctor this morning, and he's been having a difficulty with his breathing. Lord, we pray that you would help him today. I pray that you'd bring comfort. And, uh, Lord, I know we've got listeners that deal with COPD, and uh, this humid weather like we're facing today is difficult. Allergies and different things. Lord, I pray that you'd bring comfort healing. Help the doctors and those that are running tests and tending to Brother Melvin's care. Help them today in Jesus' name we pray. Let me give you the number one more time. 870-205-0600. It's 733 here on the Community Prayer Time Network. From Love Worth Finding, here's Adrian Rogers with a treasure from the Word. Now, why did Jesus speak in parables? He spoke in parables to reveal and to conceal that those who have to them shall be given more, but to those who have not shall be taken away even that which they have. You say, well, now, why would Jesus do that? I mean, why does he give more to the person who already has? Why spiritually do the rich get richer? Well, let's go back to the material world. Why do the rich get richer in the material world? Suppose you were a businessman and uh, you had two businesses. And let's suppose that you invested $50,000 in each of those businesses. One business immediately began to lose money and was mismanaged. The other business immediately began to grow and to make money for you. What would you do? You would take the money that you've invested over here in this business that's losing money, and you would put it over here in the business that's making money. Wouldn't you do that? You would give to him that hath, and to him that hath not, you'd take away even what he has. If he doesn't have the moxie, if he doesn't have the drive, if he doesn't have the incentive to make that business work, you take what you've invested there and you invest it somewhere else. Now, so there's a truth about truth, and here's the truth about truth. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. And we do want to say thank you to one of our supporters out of Perry, Florida, L&W Gulf Breeze Real Estate and their motto, Proverbs 22, verse number 6, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. They're prepared to meet all of your real estate needs if you're looking to purchase or sell a home, a vacation rental, long-term rental, or any title services that you need done. Contact them today. That's L&W Gulf Breeze Real Estate in Perry, Florida. Here's church. Take me back. Oh, aren't you glad this morning we don't have to go back to our 
cast. But we do have a foundation we can go back to. We've got Jesus. We've got the church. Our trivia question this morning, I'm going to go ahead and give you our trivia question. And you can text us for the answer, 870-205-0600. And according to a new study, this is considered the worst food to find a hair in. I wonder, when's the last time you found hair in your food? Well, I don't know about you. Just last week, we were eating some scrambled eggs, had some hash browns and some sausage and some cheese. I found a hair. I said, oh, no, oh, no. This is the worst food to find a hair in. Text us what you think the answer is. We're going to send you a free devotional, All right, the number 870-205-0600. The question, according to a new study, this is considered the worst food to find a hair in. What do you think the answer is? If you get it right, you're going to win a free devotional. We're going to put it in the mail to you today. I found the new devotionals. We misplaced them. Of course, they were actually not even misplaced. They were out. And uh, so we've got a couple of people we've got to catch up on. 870-205-0600. The question, what do you think it is the worst food to find a hair in? Here's Jason Crabb. You let us know. You've got about uh, three minutes left. 870-205-0600. Flesh and bone, the spirit and the soul. If I cannot earn your love by trying to measure up, why do I think I'd lose it in the lows? Somehow you see through my heart. All right, here's a good answer. Is it soup? Soup is the worst answer. Is is the worst food? To find a hair in, is that it? No, not it. Hey, good guess. You send in those answers, 870-205-0600. And don't forget, even if you don't guess it correctly the first time, let us know what you think it is. You send in another guess. Worst food to find hair in. You've been patient with my wondering, always knowing what I need. 
Right, a little bit less than two minutes. Brian sends in his answer. Is it steak? Steak, is that the worst food to find your hair in? Think about this. Let me give you a little bit of a clue. It'd be hard to get it out of this sticky mess. What kind of sticky food would be hard to get a hair out of? Text us and let us know what you think it is. 870-205-0600. You've got about a minute left. Thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you. Jason Crabb here on the Community Prayer Time Network, just as I am. And the trivia question this morning that we're asking, it's the worst food to find a hair in. And uh, Brian sends in another answer. Is the answer ice cream? No, not it. Good guess. It's not ice cream. Our Bible reading is next. I'm going to give you the answer. Uh, We've got a couple of things coming up right before our Bible reading. And uh, so listen closely. I need to treat all my kids the same, right? Wrong. From Keys for Kids Ministries, here's Greg Yoder with a Keys for Kids Parent Minute. While it's important to be fair, you can't treat all of them the same. They're all different. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And the way he should go means the unique way God made each one. Some of our kids are motivated by money, others by success, still others by maybe family influence. As parents, we need to study our kids to know how God wired them. Then, when we use all the stuff we've learned as parents, the rest of Proverbs 22.6 is going to apply. It says, and when your child is old, he'll not depart from it. In some cases, they could be really old. Don't fear. Trust. Keys for Kids Parent Minute is supported by listeners like you. Donate online at keysforkids.org. It's time now for the Mefford Minute with Janet Mefford. How important is a good name? The story is told of Confederate Army General Robert E. Lee, who was asked after the Civil War if his name could be used to promote the Louisiana lottery. If Lee would consent to the deal, lottery officials promised he would certainly become rich. But Lee didn't react as they'd hoped. Gentlemen, I lost my home in the war. I lost my fortune in the war. I lost everything except my name, Lee said. My name is not for sale. Proverbs 22.1 reminds us a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. 
favor is better than silver and gold. And as Christians, our names have attached to them our very reputations, whether good or bad. If a good name is lost, it's often lost for good. But even the worst of names can become good names when that person is redeemed by Christ. Just look at what happened when Saul became Paul. No wonder he admonished the church with these wise words. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ. I'm Janet Mefford. For more of Janet's perspective, listen to Janet Mefford today or online at JanetMefford.com. And you can enjoy the Janet Medford Today program every weekday here on the Community Prayer Time Network, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Central Standard Time. Our trivia question, this is considered the worst food to find a hair in. We had another response just a moment ago come in, and uh, is it honey? The answer this morning, it's not honey, it's not steak, it's not ice cream, but the answer this morning is a pancake. The worst kind of sticky food that you can find a hair in is a pancake. And uh, our daily Bible reading is coming up right after the Unshackled promotional. And uh, the Unshackled program, let me remind you, every weekday, 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, here's a little bit of a glimpse of what the Unshackled program is all about. Our daily Bible reading, John chapter number 12, right after this. From the files of Unshackled, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed. I was fifth in a family of seven from Georgia, where we grew up on Bible stories and church. At age seven, I attended a revival service, and I knew my heart was filled with sin, but no one at that service actually told me how to have my sins forgiven. So I set out to live a life good enough for God. I knew God was protecting me. I survived after accidentally shooting myself with a rifle. Later, I nearly drove a car filled with my friends off a bridge. And then I survived World War II, serving as an officer in charge of the anti-aircraft guns aboard a heavy cruiser during 16 major battles. The whole time I figured that if I was 90% good enough, God had overlooked the rest. But my son died when I let him do something stupid. Working through the grief, I started reading the Bible again. And that's when I learned that 90% wasn't good enough. I had to be 100% perfect. I knew I couldn't do that. And then my mother reminded me that the Bible says there is none righteous. As I kept reading the Bible, I realized that I needed to let Jesus take the punishment for all my sins, ask him to forgive me. And that night at the end of myself, I asked Jesus to take over. He did and gave me his righteousness. Only that is 100% good enough for God. I'm George Egar, and if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, call 1-888-NEED-HIM right now. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Email unshackled at pgm.org. And it's time now for our daily Bible reading. I hope you've got your Bible ready as we are joining together in John chapter number 12. And coming up at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, we'll hear from Dr. Adrian Rogers, the Love Worth Finding program here on the Community Prayer Time Network. It's 747 Central Standard Time. John 12. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary, a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, 
and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence, and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone. Against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. On the next day much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees, and went forth to meet him, and cried, Hosanna! Blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord! And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's coat. These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. The people therefore that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave, and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, the hour is come, that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it, and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it, said that it thundered. Others said, An angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth for ever, and how sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, 
Believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus, and departed, and did hide himself from them. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that the sayings of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes, and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah, when he saw his glory, and spake of him. Nevertheless among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say, and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. And that's our daily Bible reading right here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you for tuning in with us here on this Monday morning, June 28, 2021. It's 7.54 Central Standard Time. And our good news for today comes from God's Word, Colossians 1, verse number 14, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Taking a quick look at our weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. It's going to be clear and mild this morning with temperatures in the low to mid-70s and hot and muggy this afternoon. High temperatures around 92 degrees with heat index close to 100 degrees. It's going to be partly cloudy this afternoon. Pop-up showers will be possible. And this evening, temperatures going to be low in the lower to mid-70s. That's our weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's Rise Up Lazarus from Kane and Zach Williams. Right after this, Dr. Adrian Rogers, Love Worth Finding at 8 o'clock. In the dark and all alone, growing comfortable. Are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believed. Safe and sound, stuck in the ground, too lost to be found. You're just asleep, and it's time to leave. Come on and rise up.
Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with real hope. In the last chapter Paul ever wrote, he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18, the Lord will deliver me from every evil deed and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul was beheaded under the persecution of Nero not too long after he wrote 2 Timothy. Now, skeptics mock and they say, well, you know, uh, Paul, I guess your God didn't deliver you from every evil deed. But the truth is, God did deliver Paul. When he drew his last breath and his witness was completed, the Lord brought him safely home and welcomed him with a hearty, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Listen, regardless of what we may face in this life, we don't need to be afraid. God has promised to deliver us. Don't panic. Instead, choose to praise him. As you do, you'll find real hope. Discover the real hope God has for you. Visit fromhisheart.org. And let me say thank you to all of our sponsors here on the Community Prayer Time Network. We are your listener-supported Christian radio online, and we're so thankful to join with you as a partner in prayer. Thankful for all that God is doing. And a special thanks to Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle, one of our location sponsors for the Community Prayer Box. You can stop by Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle in Poplar Grove, Arkansas, right off of Highway 49. He's got all of your fishing needs, terminal tackle, all of your weights, catfishing, bass fishing, crappie fishing. And uh, he's got live bait, crickets, black salties, shiners, everything you need. You can find it right there at Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle in Poplar Grove, Arkansas, right off of Highway 49. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and it's time for the Love Worth Finding program, Dr. Adrian Rogers. Why are our friendships so crucial to our spiritual walk? Listen to Adrian Rogers. Young people, choose your friends carefully. Well, all of my heart, I beg you, the greatest joy of your life or the greatest disappointment of your life is going to be your friends. And thank God there is one friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. And he's the one that will help you to understand all these other friendships. And he's the one that will guide you to the right friendships. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring profound truth simply stated through the messages of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Our deepest longings, whether we're young or old, is for enduring friendships. We all want to commune with someone who truly understands our deepest needs, our highest aspirations, and our worst fears. But the wrong kind of friend is one of the greatest dangers we could have, especially when we're young, because ultimately we become like our friends. If you have your Bible, turn to Proverbs 17.17, as Adrian Rogers concludes this powerful, insightful message about our friends. There are three kinds of young people. There are simple, there are scorners, and there are fools. You'll find these in in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. The Bible says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the city, she, wisdom, uttereth her word, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. There they are, simple ones, scorners, and fools. And every teenager in the world is made up of one of those categories, either a simple, a scorner, or a fool. 
Now, what, what do we mean by the word simple? That does not mean if, if your child is simple, that doesn't mean he's stupid. As a matter of fact, he may grow up to be a rocket scientist. He may grow up to be a surgeon. He may grow up to be a lawyer. What do we mean by simple? The word just simply means open. Now, our verse in verse 22 says, the simple one loves simplicity. That is, he loves what all teenagers love, and that is the easy way. He wants to go through life without any restraint. He wants to go through life without any discipline. He loves his simplicity, but he lacks understanding. Proverbs 9, verses 1 through 4. Wisdom hath built her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beast. She hath mingled her wine. Uh, she hath furnished her table. She hath set forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Now listen, wisdom says, Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him. Now, a simple child, a simple teenager, does not have understanding. This is true of all teenagers before they get understanding. I mean, they're born this way. They love simplicity. They don't have understanding. They just don't understand. A simple person is easily led into sin and error. Proverbs 14, verse 15, the simple believeth every word. This is a reason that they are a piece of cake for Madison Avenue. The simple believe every word. He is just open. His mind is like plastic. And if he doesn't get a lock on the truth, if the simple doesn't believe God's word, he is going to believe anything. It may be Madison Avenue. It may be false religion. It may be sinful friends. The simple is, is living in danger. The simple pass on and they're punished. They don't understand. They think they're indestructible. Two boys were trying to take a girl out. Her father came to the door and said, you boys get off my property. He looked them up and down. He knew what they were like. He said, the daughter was 15. said, my daughter is not going out with you tonight, tomorrow night, or forever. She's not going out with you, so get off of my property. They were so angry. They got in the car, threw gravel up against the man's house, sped down the road. Then they got angry again, and they came back, came and parked in front of that house, rolled down the window, and began to curse that man and use vile obscenities and shout at him. Then drove off again, came back again, and began to curse and swear at him and call him every ungodly, lascivious thing that they could think of, vile and filthy names. They did that three times. Then they were going downtown, and they saw a boy, one of their friends, just walking down the street, and said, hey, get in the car with us. And that young man just jumped in the car. And he said, where are you going? They said, we'll show you where we're going. And they went back to that man's house again, to vilify him and to curse him and to say words to him, but he'd had enough. He was standing out there behind an evergreen with a loaded gun. And as that car sped off one more time, he shot through the rear window. And guess who was hit? That bullet went in his back and tore a gaping hole out of the heart of that boy just simply walking down the street. 
and got in that car with these people, and I don't know what kind of epitaph they put on his gravestone, but here's what they might have said, here lies Jim, a good boy. He would be alive. But he had some friends. He just had some friends. Now, these are simple. I'm telling you, it doesn't mean that your young people are not smart. It doesn't mean they don't have character. I am just telling you that they don't understand until they get wisdom from God. And kids, you need to understand now, I love you. I'm not putting you down. But there's the simple. And every teenager starts out as a simple teenager. But he can become a scorner. God have mercy upon the scorner. What is a scorner like? Well, the Bible says in Proverbs 1, verse 22, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in the scorning. Do you see the difference? The simple just loves simplicity. But the scorner delights in his scorning. That is, he has got a warped character now. He's an evil person. He has the devil's initials carved on his heart. And, and you can't tell him anything. You can't instruct him. You can instruct the simple. But you can't instruct the scorner. Proverbs 13, verse 1, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. You can always tell a scorner, but you can't tell him much. Uh, if, if a scorner's here tonight, he's probably giving somebody an elbow right now. Or she's writing little notes, laughing, uh, trying to make light of what we're saying. Because when you rebuke a scorner, you might as well be talking uh, to a brick wall. He, he delights in his scorning. He refuses instruction. And he despises godly people. Listen to Proverbs 15, verse 12. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. Correct a scorner, and even if he doesn't say anything, he'll put a look in his eyes that says, I hate your guts. That's the scorner. Rebuke him, and he will insult you to your face. Proverbs 9, verses 7 and 8. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth to himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. And parents, if your child is already a scorner, I pray God will have mercy on him. I hate to say this, but the chances are he's going to hell. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse 1, A wise son heareth his father's instruction. But a scorner heareth not rebuke. And Proverbs 13, verse 13, Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed. He'll be destroyed. He's talking about everlasting destruction. So you have three kinds of teens. You have the simple. Then you have the scorner. Do you know what a synonym for scorner is? Smart aleck. The smart aleck. But then there's a third category of teens. And this is the fool. May God pity the mother, the father of a fool. Listen to our verse again in Proverbs 1, verse 22. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in scorning. But now watch fools. And fools hate knowledge. They hate knowledge. They don't just merely delight in scorning. They literally hate knowledge. The scorner hates wisdom. Uh, Proverbs uh, 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. A fool will ridicule righteousness.
Proverbs 14, verse 9, fools make a mock at sin. I mean, the fool will laugh at ungodliness, immorality, homosexuality, fornication, drunkenness. He will make a mock of sin. He gets his jollies from sin. He rejoices in his sin. The Bible says, folly is a joy to him in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 21. His moral sense has been perverted. He wouldn't know the difference between right and wrong if it came walking down the street with a sign around its neck. The Bible describes a fool uh, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The Bible says in Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. May God have mercy if you have a fool for a child. A fool, a fool is destined for hell. In the Bible, I can't find any hope for a fool. There may be. But Proverbs 17, verse 10 says, Reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes on a fool. You're not going to beat it into him. You're not going to beat it out of him. His heart is hard, his conscience is seared, his mind is defiled, and punishment will not change him. He has crossed God's deadline. His moral sensibilities have been destroyed. He is a fool. Now, I want to tell your parents something. Don't you let your children hang around with scorners and fools. Don't you do it. I'm going to tell you young people, don't you hang around with scorners and fools. Now, Parents, you need to help your children here, even when they may not want help. Uh, help them, first of all, to understand the dangers that are involved. They, they don't understand. Let me give you a, a wonderful verse. Proverbs 19, verse 25. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. What does that mean? Well, today, young people do not see the consequences of sin because we have so dumbed down the consequences. Kids see somebody selling dope on a street corner, they see them arrested, and then they see them back out on the street the next day. They, they watch politicians in high places that dissemble and lie, and they see their popularity soar. Now, what young people need to understand is that there are consequences to sin. If you smite a scorner, the Bible says, the simple will beware. Now, I want to tell you dads what you need to do. Dads, you need to take some Saturday nights and take your boy or take your girl, take them down to the emergency room and just wait out there and watch the people come in sliced up after having gone through uh, a windshield. Let your daughter see somebody with her pretty face so disfigured it will never, ever be the same. Take them to the morgue. If you've got a doctor friend or a hospital administrator, say, I'd like to take my child in here to the morgue. I want them to see a body that has been broken because of sin. Take your kids down to the rescue mission or take them down to Skid Row. Let them see, uh, take them and, and, and let them see some drunk in the gutter covered with flies and his own vomit. Uh, let, let, take him down to the court 
and, and let him listen to some of the court proceedings. They need to understand that sin has its repercussions. If you smite a scorner, then the simple will be where. Help him to understand the dangers involved. Number two, parents carefully guard his company. Now remember Proverbs 13, verse 20. The Bible says a companion of fools will be destroyed. And let me give you a great verse. Proverbs 22, verse 10. Cast out the scorner, and contention will cease. If there's a kid hanging around with your kid, and he's a scorner, you say, son, there's the sidewalk, get on it. And Mary or John, you're not going with him. And parents, don't try to win some popularity contest. That boy wants to marry your girl, you'd ask him to come in and ask you. If he wants to date your daughter, have him come in. Look him up and down. You're going to have to guard their company. The Bible says, cast out the scorner, and contention will cease. Listen, teach your children. And young people, listen to your pastor. I love you. Teach them the importance of their choices. Your life is the sum total of your choices. C.S. Lewis, one of the most brilliant men, past several generations, said this, and I quote, Every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part that chooses, into something a little different than what it was before. That is, every choice changes you. Every one. And taking your life as a whole, with all of your innumerable choices, you are slowly turning this central thing into a heavenly creature or a hellish creature. It's your choices. Now, kids, you're free to choose, but you're not free to choose the consequences of your choice. After you choose, then your choice chooses for you. I want to say a word to you parents. I think your brain ought to be willed to the Smithsonian if you let your daughter, a little 12-year-old, go out on a date with some old boy. Now, folks, wise up. These children are babies. They do not have what it takes to make these kind of choices. Help your child select his friends. You may have to cast out this corner. Peer pressure can be bad or good. One of the best things to do is make your home the most fun place in town. Make your home the funnest place in town so that you can watch their friends. And I want to say something else to you parents. Refuse to honor fools. Proverbs 26 and verse 1, As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. Now what does that mean? Don't get your entertainment from a fool. These kids and these rock concerts, I, I'm talking about the lascivious, ungodly, vile, fornicating, blasphemous. I don't have enough words to describe them. And you let your daughter, your child go off there, your little beanie bopper, and go and sit there and listen to that fool entertain. You actually pay money. You give your money. Why be entertained by a fool? Those have set themselves against God and set themselves against wisdom. Well, you say, my kids won't like me. No, they may respect you. They'll ultimately love you. Let me tell you what your parents need to do. 
Number one, you, you have a positive attitude. Don't talk down to your kids. Words can hurt your children more than blows, more than a slap in the face sometimes. Don't use words that belittle and put them down. Use words that build them up. Learn to listen to them. Not the things that you want to tell them always, but the things that they want to tell you. Try to see life from their point of view. They're having it hard. And I want to tell you something. The kids today are facing things that you and I never faced. I'm talking about some of the old coots like me. They're facing things that we did not have to face and be gentle with them. There's a verse concerning God in the Bible that says, His gentleness hath made me great. I have noticed that fathers that have children that adore them are strong and wise, but gentle. They're not harsh. They don't shove. They don't push. They don't slap. They don't yell. They're very gentle. Learn to touch your teenager. Learn to hug. Learn to show nonverbal expression. That old boy, when he gets to be 14 years of age, mama, you go to hug him and he'll shrink back. Just, just follow right after him. <laughs> go right after him. And hug him up good. And be gentle with these kids. And be transparent. Let them know your faults. They already know you're not perfect. Did you know that? They already know that. Do you know what your kids want out of you? Your kids don't necessarily want you to be perfect. They just don't want you to be a phony. My kids know that their dad is not perfect. Their mother may be, but they know I'm not. And Joyce doesn't walk on water, but she only gets ankle deep. But I'll tell you one thing. My kids know that their dad is not a phony. They know that I believe what I believe. And they know that I love them. And be available to these kids. Promiscuity is much less likely when there is an intimate relationship to the father. Now, young people, I want to tell you, you can have casual friends. Invite them to church. Invite them to the youth group. When they come in, be friendly to them. Sit down, smile, sing with them, give them the songbook, let them go out for a hamburger after the service. You can do all of that. But do not make these kids your companions. The Bible says a companion of fools will be destroyed. You cannot have fellowship, intimacy with these kind of people. You need to understand what a true friend is. A true friend is somebody who is faithful. Proverbs 17, verse 17, a friend loveth at all times. A true friend is somebody that encourages you and makes you better. It'll sharpen you. As iron sharpeneth iron, so a man's countenance sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. I beg you, choose your friends carefully. With all of my heart, I beg you. The greatest joy of your life or the greatest disappointment of your life is going to be your friends. And thank God there is one friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. And he's the one that will help you to understand all these other friendships. And he's the one that will guide you to the right friendships. Teenagers, respect your parents. They're not perfect, but they love you. And I'm going to tell you mamas something, or you, you girls something. Your mama can tell more about that boy you're dating by looking at him five minutes than you can after five months. 
Mamas just know those things. And God's just giving them a, a, a built-in radar. Don't you waste your life. Now, this doesn't mean that we're going to be a sacred society for snubbing sinners. I've already talked about that. We love these people that are lost. We become all things to all men. We reach out to them. We're friendly to them. But a companion, a companion of fools, will be destroyed. Father, I pray that you'll help our kids tonight, that they might have true friends, and that they might be true friends, and that they might know the best friend, whose name is Jesus. In his wonderful name I pray. Amen. Maybe today you have questions regarding your faith in Jesus. We'd love to offer you an insightful resource at our website. It's our Discover Jesus page. There you'll find answers you may need about your faith. We have a response section as well. Go there. You can share how this message or others have made a difference in your life. Go to lwf.org radio and click on the tab that says Discover Jesus. We can't wait to hear from you today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, call us at one eight seven seven love god and mention the title, Friends. You can also go online to order at lwf.org slash radio. Or you can write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. If you're a parent, remember this word of wisdom from Adrian Rogers. In order for them to understand the dangers of foolish friends, carefully guard their company and teach the importance of their choices. Thanks for joining us for today's program. We hope you'll tune in next time for more real truth that never changes, right here on Love Worth Finding. We love hearing how listeners are using these timeless messages to encourage others. One inmate wrote recently with this testimony. A few men established a nightly prayer circle four months ago. It started with a handful of men and has grown to about 25. We keep adding new people who are drawn by the Holy Spirit working in this group. We meet each night without fail and listen to these messages together. This is no coincidence. This is God working. That is great. Such a joy to hear. And we are honored to continue sharing the gospel through these messages from Adrian Rogers. We do not know who is listening, but God knows. To say thank you right now for your gift this month, we want to send you our Struggles booklet collection. Call 1-877-LOVE-GOD or give online at lwf.org radio. And again, we'd like to say thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate for their faithful financial support and partnership with the Community Prayer Time Network, your listener-supported online Christian radio station. And we're so thankful to be able to bring you the Love Worth Finding program by supporting sponsors like LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate. If you're looking to purchase or buy a home or sell a home, you can visit their website, gulfbreezerealestate.net. Their address, 117 West Main Street, Perry, Florida, 32347. Uh, Their phone number, 850-584-5101. That's LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate in Perry, Florida, helping to support the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's the ball, brothers. Let it rain. Do, do, do. Oh, oh, oh.
And that's the Ball Brothers here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you so much for joining with us for our morning programming today. It's 8.29 Central Standard Time here at the Community Prayer Time Network. And uh, we're going to hear a few moments of silence as we transition to the programming for today. Don't forget to stay tuned in at the top of every hour all the way through the evening time. We have programming lined out for you, Dr. Adrian Rogers and uh, Pastor Jeff Shree, the Unshackled Program Dr. Bill Jenkins with His Grace Ministry, all kind of programming that you don't want to miss out on every top of the hour. Thanks for tuning in with us here on the Community Prayer Time Network, your listener-supported online Christian radio.